Amen. Amen. Y'all give the Lord a hand this morning. Isn't it so good to be able to come in God's house and sing praises and be able to worship God together as brothers and sisters in Christ? I know we, a lot of us are here. God is good. God is taking care of us. God is, His Spirit is here. His hands are here. Isn't it, isn't it awesome to be able to, to see God work, whether it's through baptisms, whether it's through singing? You know, our, our life is a celebration. Our life is a worship service to the Lord. It's not just when we're in the room, but it's every day of our lives when we wake up in the morning. Good morning, Jesus. And as we head out into the world, our lives are worshiping the Lord of this universe, the God of all creation. He spoke out of absolute nothingness everything that there is. And we have the privilege daily, not just on Sunday, but every single day of our lives, we have the privilege to come and worship Him. Isn't that amazing? Guys, we as believers, we're alive, we're free in Christ to live, we're free in Christ to go and do and be His hands and His feet. And my prayer for you is that you know this Savior, that you know this Jesus that I speak of. My prayer is that you know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I I spoke over there, said if you've not yet followed in believers' baptism, if you've not did that first step. Remember uh, Philip, the Ethiopian eunuch, he goes there and he meets him on that desert highway and he says, what hinders me from being baptized? Listen, there's absolutely nothing that's hindering you from being baptized. Brother John Settle, 78 years old this morning, baptized. Praise God. God is good. God is good. Whether you're young like Emmy or, or a senior adult like Brother John and anywhere in between, God is good and he is drawing Sinners to himself. Baptism doesn't save you. Baptism is, all, is, a, is an outward expression of what Christ has already done in your heart. You've already trusted Christ. But you know, there may be one or two. There may be a couple of you in here or watching out there online somewhere. Watching now, or you may be watching later, that does not have a relationship with Jesus. You know, all you have to do is trust Him. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved. It doesn't say jump through these hoops and you'll be saved. No, it says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. My prayer for you this morning. In the Bible, so often it says, if you've done this, if you've done this, if you've done this. That word if, if you've been saved, if you've been saved. My prayers that you have, but if you've not, why not right now? Right now you say, but I need to do something, don't I? Don't I need to walk down the aisle and take you by the hand? Don't it need to be closer to 1130 when when Casey's up here and the music is playing? Doesn't it happen there? Isn't that when, when people get saved? No, people get saved when they simply respond in obedience to the Holy Spirit of God. It can be right there. It can be right there. It can be out there if you're watching. It can be wherever you are. It can be listening to, to the podcast. It can be watching on YouTube or Facebook. It can be wherever you are. And you simply surrender your life and stop trying to be God of your life. Stop running from God. Stop rebelling against God. Stop saying, hey, I've got plenty of time. Stop saying, hey, I'll do that later. Because the Bible clearly says today is the day of salvation. Do not put it off. You're not promised tomorrow. None of us are promised tomorrow. 
And here's the thing, if the Holy Spirit's tugging at you, if you say, hey, you know, I, I, I've never trusted Christ as my Savior, and I, I, for whatever the reason, I put it off, and I know I, need to, I know I need to give my life to the Lord, then why not now? Here's the deal. I, I ask us all the time two questions. The devil probably asking you, is the devil convicting you? Is the devil saying, hey, you need Jesus? Probably not, is he? So if it's not the devil saying, hey, you need Jesus, then who is it? Could it be the Holy Spirit of God drawing you from death to life? Could it be the Spirit of God working through the foolishness of words, through the foolishness of the message spoken, drawing you to Himself? You know, whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever will be saved. I want to pray right now. It could be you. could be you. Father God, you know every person in this room. Lord, what an amazing day. What, a, what an amazing hour we've already had. And Lord, now as we sing, God, as we worship you, as we, as we just come in your presence, God, you are so holy and so good. And we love you and we praise you and we thank you so much for your grace and your goodness. We thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ. And Lord, I do pray right now for that one or all of them, Lord, who are out there and your Spirit is doing something in their heart. And they hear, look, if you died right now, where would you spend eternity? If you died right now, where are you going if you died? And Lord, there's no answer. There's arguments, there's rationalizations. Yeah, but God's going to let me in because He's a good God. No, Jesus, you've already said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's nobody coming to heaven except through you. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that if there's someone out there just, whether they're struggling, whether they're resisting, whether they're running, whatever the word may be for them right now, I pray that they would stop. And with a simple childlike faith, just as these kids earlier, Lord, they sung when we told them to sing and they went where we told them to go. Lord, I pray that we as simple children will say, Lord, what do you want us to do? And you're telling us, repent. Repent and trust in my son, Jesus. Trust Jesus with all your heart. The Bible says, whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Father God, I praise you for what you're doing in our lives. And we'll give you praise for what you're going to continue to do in our lives. For your glory and your name's sake only. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn over with me this morning to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6. Guys, we're alive you and I, we're alive. We are fully alive. We're fully here right now. We're experiencing life. We're experiencing all that God has for us. How much to the degree, to the level of, of joy, to the level of, of fullness, that actually has to do with us. Whether or not we completely just look through all the distractions, look through all the, the, the chaos of life, the roller coaster up and downness of life, and through it all, we see Christ. No matter where we are, we are alive because of His death, burial, and resurrection. 
Because of the work, the finished, completed work of Christ Jesus there on the cross. You and I have peace with God. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8.1. There's no condemnation to us. We're not condemned. We're not condemned. We're free in Christ. But the Bible says this. Here's the deal. We're not free to do everything we want to do. Our freedom has limitations. Our freedom has boundaries and restrictions. We can't go out there and just do whatever we want to do. Why? Because you and I are ambassadors of the cross. You and I are spokespersons for the king. We're salt. We're light. We are influencers. We're difference makers. You are Christ to that world around you. Romans 6.1 says this, it says, what should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Praise God this morning that grace does abound. Praise God that we celebrate freedom in life. We celebrate freedom in Christ to live. But we do not have freedom to go out and sin and live in rebellion and do what we want to do just because His blood has covered us. That's not who we are. We don't go out and, and do more and, and rebel more and run more and say, you're just going to forgive me more? What does the Bible say in verse 2? May it never be, God forbid. May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? It's not who we are. I want you to hear that. It's not who you are anymore. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, I if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian. It's not who you are anymore. We don't live in sin. We don't live in rebellion. We don't live for self. Or do you, verse 3, or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? That baptism over there is a, is a, is a public display, is a, is a joining, is look world Brother John and Emmy and Morgan and Lily is, today is telling the world, Hey, world, I'm a follower of Christ and I'm not ashamed of it. Just as he died and was buried. So I symbolically die to my old self and am buried. And I'm raised again in newness of life. Buried in the likeness of his death. Raised again in the likeness of his resurrection. That's what we tell the world. We don't go out and sin so that grace may abound. Verse 4, therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead, it's symbolic of his being raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so too we might walk in newness of life. We're, we're alive. We're alive. Satan's condemning. Satan is saying, yeah, but you mess up. But you're free. You don't have to live under condemnation. You don't have to live up under the, the beat down of yesterday. You don't have to live up under the, you know, Lord, I, I came up and I sat out there. The pastors led me in prayer and I, I, I repented and I was broken. And Lord, I went right out those doors and I did it again. And the devil keeps reminding me, see there? See there? Listen, Satan is defeated. Satan is defeated. I want you to say that. Say that. Say this. Say, Satan, you are defeated in Jesus' name. Period. 
You're not doing it in your power. You're doing it in the finished work of the cross, the finished work of the empty tomb. He died. He was buried. He rose again. And because of what Christ did, we are alive. Not just alive to half live. We're not alive to go out and halfway do this thing. What if this church, what if this room full just did what God saved you to do? What if this room full right here, not counting the room full before and not counting the churches up and down the street, what if just this room, what if just you did what God saved you to do? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the life change? Can you imagine the influence? Can you imagine how Christ can take simple, common, everyday, run-of-the-mill Joes and does miraculous things? You know how it happens. They say, Lord, here I am. I don't bring a lot to the table. At least that's what the devil says. But that's not who you say that I am. You chose me. You made me yours. Lord, I'm going to go out and I'm going to live for you. Buried with Christ. Rose again with Christ. Verse 5. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly, certainly, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. You're not a slave to the addiction. You're not a slave to the bitterness, angry, jealousy, lust, gossip, slander, backbiting. Pick yours. What's yours? Everybody's is different. But everybody's got something. But you know what? The world says you can't get over it. The world says take this, go see them. The world says a lot of different things. Jesus says you're free. Verse 7. For he who has died is freed from sin. We join Christ in his death. In his burial. And in his resurrection. Our Savior reigns. Our Savior lives. He is alive forevermore. And we don't have to wait for eternity to start living life. You're alive right now. Not to go out and do what the world does, no, but to go out and do what Christ would have you to do. Not to go out and look like the world, but to go out and be His ambassador right here, right now. One of these days we're going to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto man to die. Then there's a judgment. And Can you imagine? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Not because we're good, but because He's good. Not because we've earned it, because, but because He's already did it for us. Not because anything we do except simply, just like those kids. Casey said it. Look, we're going to move them off the stage. They heard it. Casey said, and Rob stood right here. And he said, all right, you go here. And while Casey was praying, Rob's appointing them, and I'm appointing them, and we're sending them all over the place. Simple, childlike faith. Where do you want me to go? I'll go. I watched them. They get right here. Where do I go? What do I do? What do I do? Guys, you know the best thing for us to do in life is to wake up every single morning like one of them. God, what do I do? What do I do? 
You want me to go this way? You want me to go this way? You want me to go sit over there? You want me to go back there and sit? And you know what every one of them did? They did what they were told. God don't want rock stars and superstars. He just wants sons and daughters that will sit there and say, Daddy, where do you want me to go? There's no telling what a group this large God could do in a town like this. If this group woke up every morning and said, Daddy, where do you want me to go today? Who you want me to see today? How you want me to live today? It don't happen. It don't happen because we wake up at 100 miles an hour with me in control. Do we sin that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid. You've got your Bibles. Turn over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So we get to celebrate Christ. We get to... We get to not only visually see a visual description of baptism, we get to celebrate his life through communion. Last Supper there with the disciples, Paul here tells us, he's writing to the church of Corinth, and he says in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three, he says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper saying, This cup is in the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Look at verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. We get to celebrate the reality of Christ every day we live. But with communion, we get to celebrate corporately with the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, who will eternally be around the throne singing praises and doing whatever God wants us to do in heaven. But till then... We get to celebrate Him. It says though, look what it says. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself. And in doing so, he is to eat the bread and drink the cup. That examining. What is that? What is that? Just, just bowing your head and saying a simple prayer. No examining. It's a full examination. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's giving that large key ring to the Lord. Not that little key ring. I'm saying that large key ring that has the lock to every hidden door, every secret passage, every, every forgotten place inside of us. And we give God all the keys and we say, Lord God, you can go look in every room. Lord, fully examine me. I don't want to hide nothing. You walk into the doctor and he says, how are you doing? And you don't tell him what's going on. Guess what? He don't see it. Can't fix what they don't know about. Here's the difference in doctors and Jesus. He knows. He knows. Confession is when you admit what he knows. 
Sin is missing the mark. Repentance is saying, Lord God, I missed the mark. I miss. I should have, but I didn't. I knew I shouldn't have, and I did. And I'm sorry. I want us to pray. I want us to, where are you? What's going on? What, what is your thing? What's, what's, Bible says, don't eat it in a one worthy manner. If there's sin there, repent. If there's something going on, then get it right before we go further. Father God, you see your children. You see your sons and your daughters. You see your family. Right here, Lord, I pray that if, God, if there's unconfessed, unrepentant, if there's just absolute rebellion, Lord, we're living a secret life. We're, living, we're doing things behind the scenes, whether, it's, whether one group knows about it and another group don't or whatever it is. It's just two worlds. We're playing, we're playing, we're playing a game, Lord. And God, you see every actor. You see every hat I wear. You see every mask I put on. God, I'm sorry. Listen, talk to him. He's listening. Take the mask off and talk. Lord, you hear your sons and you hear your daughters in the quietness and in the stillness of right now. Now there's conversations happening that may have not happened in a very long time. There's People are being real, Lord. Lord, forgive us. Help us. Tell us where to go. Tell us how to live. Tell us who to see. Tell us what to say. Tell us, Lord, tell us. Be loud, God. We're not good with we're not good when you whisper, Lord, be loud. We're not we're not good trying to figure it out. We mess things up, Lord. Be very loud. Tell us what to do, and we'll do it. And God, when we don't do it, convict us hard, Lord, and so we'll do right. Forgive us, Lord, forgive me. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You have your communion cup. God understands that here in this season with all that's going on. Guys, it's not the contents. It's not how the presentation is. It's the heart. God doesn't care that this is a little plasticky thing and a little juice thing and a little... Stay away free thing. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. I want to encourage you. Take the top piece off. Pull the pull back. Pull the top piece off. The little wafer will be exposed. Just the top little cellophane piece.
Jesus says, this is my body which is broken for you. We do this in remembrance of Jesus. Now, peel the hard part back. Be very careful. It will spill on you. Be very careful. Pull it back very slowly. I don't know if Jesus on that night dealt with this kind of plastic or not, but he sees your heart. He don't care about this. He just wants to see his kids trying. This is representing representing the blood of the Savior of this world poured out for you and for me. We do it in remembrance of Him. Father God, we're trying. We're not perfect. We're trying, Lord. Where do you want us to go? How do you want us to live? We're alive. We're alive, but we want to fully serve you. We want to fully surrender. We want to fully be yours, Lord. And we'll give you praise for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.